Welcome to Witch Police Radio, episode number 15. This episode features guest host Matt Steve, who also does a live performance at the end of the show. Um, as you may have noticed from the past few episodes, that's something we're trying to do a little more often. A lot of our guests uh, happen to also play music, and um, this is a pretty good way for them to do, for us to record kind of uh, interesting little solo acoustic performances. So Steve did a song this week, and he actually brought his own guitar uh, he's got this really fancy steel guitar that he's been using for shows. And speaking of Steve's shows, you can actually download a live set he did a couple weeks ago on Witch Police, uh, www.witchpolice.com. It's called uh, Mass Steve Live at the Orange House. And uh, it's probably the best recording I've been able to get of live music um, using this piece of equipment we use to record the show. It's the Zoom H1 um, Handy Recorder. And uh, I've been trying a few things with it, but this show we really got a good quality uh, recording. We also got a, a recording of John's band, John the regular co-host, uh, The Wet Bananas, using that. And that's going up on Witch Police soon as well. That was from the same show. But John couldn't make it for this episode of the radio show. So it's me and Rob, who's back from Europe, and uh, and Steve. And if you want to check out Rob's uh, tour videos, they're all up on Witch Police. Um, again, www.witchpolice.com. You can follow this show on Twitter at Witch Police FM. Follow the website itself on Twitter at Witch Police. Follow Rob Crooks on Twitter at Rob Crooks. Or go to robcrooks.com for more info. Uh, Steve, I don't think, has a website about his own music, but you can find a whole crap ton of it on Witch Police. Um, there's an EP I did with him. And by I did with him, I mean I hit record and played a bunch of backup instruments. Uh, and there's three live albums now, including one that was recorded as part of the um, Live in the Garage sessions that we did last summer. Uh, and hope to do again this year. So, uh, yeah, check this out. This week's theme was a bit of a downer. It was traumatic. And uh, some of the music is definitely traumatic on this one. Um, but yeah, it also marks the return of a really weird thing, which we talk about right at the beginning of the show. Uh, Sebastian the Robot, which is kind of this like quasi-ransom demand that we got, um, asking us to do some weird shit. So uh, we're going to see where that goes, but just keep watching witchpolice.com and listening to the show and you'll find out what happens with that. Enjoy the show. enough <laughs> all right this is uh witch police radio episode 15 now and uh rob's back hi from europe so um he can remedy all of the errors that we had without him <laughs> or something and then we got steve here hey and he's gonna be uh joining us this week and playing a song at the end of the show and yeah, yeah i think that um if you've been kind of following this thing for a while now early on in the run of witch police radio we had this uh, mysterious email from sebastian the robot uh, who is apparently the robot, the mobile robot costume, uh, saying that he'd been held captive by evil robots and we had to um, complete some tasks or something in order to get him free. And it was this creepy video that came through with like a you know computerized voice and stuff. So I sent them an email back at the time saying, yeah, we'll do the tasks, what are they? And then there was nothing for months. And then so Steve, who was not even a regular host of the show got so you want to talk about it yeah um i got this weird message last night well i got a friend request first of all from sebastian the robot which i assumed was you know probably sam or john or somebody from the mouth boat but no (laughs) um and uh yeah i i I got this really weird message from him and then uh this morning i noticed his bag 
outside my door, which was a little weird. And the, the bag's got a whole bunch of stuff in it, too. We've got what, some... What did the message say, though? First yeah, thing? yeah, I'll read the message here. So it says, Hello, Steve. Please reply to... Or relay this message on to the witch police, please. Two pleases. Um, You've accepted our challenge. If you ever want to see your robot again, you must complete the following fun activities. Certain props will be provided to you, which are, which are in the bag, yeah. uh, to help you complete these tasks. You must take a picture of one or all of you completing each of the tasks. I mean, I think already we should do this. For whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, right? Like, I mean, I guess within reason. Should we no. be, I don't want to be this guy's puppet, though. <laughs> That's true. I just want to see all the next step. I mean, I just want to find out what the next step. Is. Anyway, go on. What all right. Is Number one, stage. Mulder. Oh, yeah. Mulder. Mulder. Truth is out there. <laughs> all right, all right. Keep going. Little X Files. Uh, okay, so number one, stage a game of mini hockey in front of or inside the MTS Center. Go Jets, go. <laughs> I'd do that. I'd do that. Simple enough. Simple enough. Yeah. Number two, pose while wearing a fake mustache in front of the Burton Cummings Theater. And there's, That's, there's three fake mustaches. There's three fake mustaches and eyebrows. And eyebrows. Fake eyebrows too. So I'm not sure cool. Like. Stand tall. Stand tall. <laughs> and uh, number three, eat Thai food at the Portage Place food court. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> you know what's sorry? You know what's fucked up is my roommate saw Ghostface when Ghostface was in town eating Thai food at the Porridge Place Mall. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. This, this is all a conspiracy. It's Ghostface. So like, Ghostface followed me home. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the Porridge Place food court, fill the supplied cup, which is this is like a pineapple oh, shell pineapple with a straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to put juice in this thing. Yeah, well, you can probably put. Wait, juice filling in it with there. Thai food? Is that what? No, no, no. Uh, fill it with a <laughs> yeah. Put pad Thai in there. Drink it from the straw. Uh, eat Thai food at the Portage Place food court. Fill the supplied cup with the fountain beverage of your choice. Right. Submit photographic evidence, in brackets, which must include the props, of the completion of these tasks onto Sebastian's Facebook wall. HTTP <laughs> www.facebook.com slash Sebastian dot the robot. <laughs> And then what happens? Is there any info on the... We hope that your visit downtown will inspire you to create a Winnipeg-themed playlist for your podcast. That's what they said last time, right? And, and that's all. <laughs> yeah, but the weird thing is, like, I mean, the person who... We don't even own... Like, the robot costume belongs to Al. He still has it. So maybe like, Al's, Al's kidnapped Sebastian. So maybe unless Al himself has been kidnapped. Like, I don't know. It's very strange. Maybe. I, I'm has anyone for, seen Al recently? I'm down for doing it. Al's worn that costume since this happened. I haven't been to Transcona in years, so no. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I'm down for doing that. I think we can get going, and uh, sure. unless we don't want to be their puppets. Right, that's that. Those those requests don't seem too extreme. No, I could do it. It's not hard. You know? No, they're not, they're not asking you to all like uh, hurt Does it have anyone to be a yet. Fake mustache though. I don't know. Maybe you could grow a real mustache. I, I, mean, I could. It's I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to, you know, mess with kidnappers. They, Dude, they might harm Sebastian. The funny thing is, though, it's like the reward for doing that is that maybe we'll be inspired to do a Winnipeg theme. We could probably just do a we Winnipeg theme. We could just do a Winnipeg theme without doing yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the weird thing is, like, <laughs> it's at the time, I, was, I had this list of, like, people who it might be. And I was thinking in my head, like, who could have done this, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I, I had a couple ideas, but none of them really, I was like, oh, whatever. Because they stopped. You know, it stopped. And then Steve gets it. There's got to be someone who knows Steve enough to know where he lives. You think. Or and somebody knows, who knows what I look like enough to follow me home. Unless it's just like one of your friends who doesn't know us at all. That's also possible. Like, somehow has heard that, but I don't know how they would make it. Or is secretly me. 
It was a secretly you, yeah. Whoa. That would be... You just blew my mind. <laughs> I just blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. No, I'm not creative enough to do that. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys uh, posted on how this thing goes down. But um, the theme this week is traumatic. And I guess the experience that the robot is going through is potentially <laughs> traumatic as well. Um, so, we're going to play music that is related to the theme. And as usual, it's the same old uh, random generated... Uh, uh, a lot of them seem to be kind of um, coming up are really huge downers of themes like uh, a couple weeks from now it's cannibalism uh, <laughs> this is an amazing theme like, I missed yeah, that yeah, one yeah you made the year here for this one and we had ruined a while ago and like uh, dependent and like traumatic they're all like, your you know, text generator hates you yeah none of them are um, you know super positive but uh, I don't know if you guys either of you wanted to play something first or I can do it if um, that makes me wonder if there's more negative words in the English language than positive words or if this is just a messed up text generator or if the test generator oh, is just feeling particularly Because I just down. typed in random Possibly text because generator. because of the lack of Sebastian the robot. I just googled random text generator <laughs> and just hit it in the button a bunch of times. So it, it could be like a, you know, maybe it's like a... A bullshit one. A bullshit text generator. I mean, we're using it anyway. But. Yeah. Maybe it actually has a bunch of words in order and it's just like clicking next through it. Okay, well, who knows? It doesn't actually want to jumble anything. But anyway, this is traumatic. <coughs> so we're going to talk about traumatic, this horrible things. This is traumatic. Things. Yeah. This is traumatic. I'm traumatized. You should be. Yeah. Came back to Winnipeg. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll start playing something um, just to kick things off here. Um, I, the other two songs I have, one of them is absolutely horrible. Like it's just something that I, I really don't really want to listen to again. That's and something John would say. John. John. No, no, no. I, it, but it fits the theme really well. It's not. It, <laughs> John, John would be like, "You're right." Though. My. Let's start the show off like. with something I hate. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, John is something John would do. But I, I guess the difference, what I mean, though, is that this is intentionally something you're not supposed to listen to. And not this, um... I'll play it at the end of the show because it's horrible to listen to. But it's, and that way you can just skip over it. It was intended as something people should only listen to once and not listen to again because it's so brutal. But the first song I'm going to play is not bad. It's also horrible in some way, but it's amazing. Um, it's by uh, Refugee All-Stars of Sierra Leone. I don't know if you guys are... No. Familiar. They, they made this documentary made about these guys. These are guys who um, were displaced during the war there and like it was pretty brutal war there and they're also in refugee camps they all met and they'd all been musicians in various other countries where they're from and stuff and they started a band there yeah. and they recorded this album on like you know four tracks or whatever it's like pretty low quality stuff and <coughs> the film about them got really widespread kind of and then that got them able to tour in like Europe and North America and stuff so they've been very successful but like um just hard it's stuff. just guys who ended up stuck together in a refugee camp from different countries mm. and they'd already been some of them had been established musicians some of them had never played anything at all but like some of these guys are missing arms and stuff and oh. like it's um the one guy the word the trauma, trauma I mean traumatic part obviously they've been in like war and tortured and stuff the one guy in the movie which is like the most upsetting part of the whole movie is um he's talking about he's just one of the percussionists or something or the background vocalist or something and he says that like, he had like a baby and they made him kill his own baby oh wow like oh. or they would have killed the rest of his family Jesus, and it's like that's, that's the kind of rough. that's the kind of stuff they're talking yeah. about in this, and like the music is so it's so positive sounding, but these guys are going through some shit. Like it's, well, it's just one of those things we've always talked about with people too. Horrible. Is like with like ska and reggae music, it's really difficult sometimes to come up with a really uh, angry or sad kind of sound sometimes because you get that really happy kind of. Well, yeah. an interesting thing though about the, I don't know if I agree with that at all, but <laughs> <laughs> an interesting thing about this though is apparently a lot of the songs on this album aren't reggae, even though it sounds exactly like reggae but whatever um this kind of traditional music uh, i can't remember what the name is it's something crazy but it sounds very similar to reggae so it's that's like you assume it is because it's what we're used to like western you know but yeah. um this song is called um uh, it's called weapon conflict 
and it's pretty simple um, lyrics and stuff. But the main theme of it is um, two elephants are fighting the grass demo suffer, and it's like the whole point is like you know um, the war is going on. The people who are suffering are the people who are not involved in the war. Like they're not the elephants. Like, the grass <laughs> is getting trampled. They're getting because right. of the and you know it's that's uh, deep. It's yes, yeah, the civilian like and he talks about it like the civilians and the children and stuff you know and they're yeah. the ones who are actually getting uh, shot on really hard. Well, oh, yeah. they're not even involved. And these guys obviously know that firsthand. So, when are elephants gonna learn? I know they should they should <laughs> fight on the beach or something. Yeah, but, but then the poor sand. Suffer, yeah. I suppose they the should pretty much. They, they, they should just fight in a vacuum in space. If they could yeah. fight in a vacuum in space, then things would be okay. <laughs> Hard to charge though. A good way yeah. to fight wars, yeah. Yeah, in a vacuum in space. Hmm? Well, I mean, but then the, they're the already stars, doing that. Stars demo <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I shouldn't be laughing about this because it's serious, but no, it's, yeah. it's actually a really good song. It's my favorite song, favorite song on the record. And uh, I think you're totally wrong about reggae earlier. Well, uh, but, uh, maybe not reggae so much, but I mean, like, I even, know what you mean though. It's like a happy sounding. Yeah, when I when thing. I think like uh, Chris Murray was talking about when he did Switchblade to Soul, it was supposed to be you know this really you know like I'm going to show people that ska can be dark too. Yeah. And that song is still really, really happy sounding. Yeah, but Chris Murray is a white guy from Ontario. Right? <laughs> I know. I mean, I understand you know, that. Like, there's. I understand that. I, I shouldn't lump <laughs> reggae into there too, and I'm not making that the end all be all of that. But it's just generally when I listen to ska, it's really difficult to find very, very dark stuff. Even choking victim half the time comes across as very happy sounding. Oh, happy sounding. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. I don't mean like thematically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thematically un. Unhappy as yeah, possible. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's upbeat. But just an upbeat, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is uh, Weapon Conflict by Refugee All-Stars from Sierra Leone. And we'll come back after this. <laughs> When two elephants are fighting, the grass them are suffering. Which is the position of the civilians on a cry? Them are being fooled.
Slick powder, slick of money. We are bitter, don't wonder why you men are people Why the cost? Because I switch to strong this rough. So fight and for money, but I'm looking for you see. The West Africa should rather not win. Wait, is it? I know you are with it. You really and you make them cry. Some even cry, some even die. What about your brothers? You treat them like a beast. This is a positive behavior that's in it in the West. You are the best, you ready, you are the best. You are the best, like nature, you are the best. Yes, 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 yes. Stars, uh, weapon conflict from living like a refugee. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I really would recommend the documentary. Uh, I think it's uh, one of the better music related documentaries I've seen in a long time. I mean, it's hard to watch though. Yeah, I wouldn't. These guys it. went through some more, you know. Uh, the guy's sitting there with like one arm and he's talking about, you know, right how much his life sucks. And, but then they get this band and then the things are getting like they have something to, to like make them get up in the morning kind of thing. You know, it's like they're stuck in yeah. a refugee camp, but. They get to do this, and they're playing shows for like other refugee camps and stuff in the documentary, and like. Well, and now that they're getting some international well, now variety yeah, now too. Yeah, it's kind sure. of yeah. shedding light on the things. That I think they, they have a couple through. albums now. I've, this is the only one I have of theirs, but just the first one. But so yeah. So, so and when was that album? Uh, I think it's two thousand seven. Uh, let me just check over here. That was uh, two thousand six. Okay. Came out on Anti, which is that Epitaph's uh, yeah. specialty label, yeah, which is really cool. Like they started, they started for Tom huh. Waits. Yeah, Tom Waits and Buju had an album, uh, album on that label, and uh, this, yeah, and the band uh, tons of people. The Coup, uh, who I'm gonna play next, they're they're on, they well, are associated sense, yeah. with that label too. Yeah, it's a good label. It's cool because Epitaph kind of sucks now. Like, <laughs> who's even on Epitaph anymore? Like fucking. Uh, it's all these weird bands that like. I mean, maybe I'm just they don't suck, but I'm just too old. You know what I mean? Like all the bands I grew up listening yeah. to, punk bands are all like. You know, I mean, some forty one. I don't even think those guys are around. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even like them. <laughs> but no, but like Bad Religion, yeah. I'm sure, is still on there because they own the this, guy owns yeah. the label, right? Yeah. But I mean, all that kind of skate punky stuff is now kind of morphed into like more. I don't even know what you call it. Like screaming and. Oh, like but not good. Screamo and. Yeah, but I don't even know that that exists no. anymore. I don't know what to classify the new punk stuff as, right? Because it's like. It's just like really heavy and really screamy, but then it's. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But. I don't like know, I haven't been following Tight pants and sideways haircuts, but heavy, you know? Yeah, you are getting old. Yeah. Remember, like, the, remember the bassist from Blink-182, and he used to have this, this hair over one of his eyes? Yeah, wasn't the guitarist? The guy with the annoying voice, right? Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, well, they both had annoying voices. They did. The one guy yeah. pronounced things as things. Is that the guy we're talking about? <laughs> things. Anyway, what about them? They all look like that now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Because they grew up with that, right? <laughs> we'll figure it out. These are because who, who the fuck grows up thinking Blink One Eighty Two is cool? I'm sure there's thousands of millions <laughs> of kids, right? Because that, that was those... yeah, that was our generation. No, largely, not really. Well, how old oh. you were a couple years younger than us? I was right? a couple, yeah, my okay. Are you yeah. two or three years younger than us? Actually, I would say it was even people that were maybe two or three years younger than me were really yeah. into Blink One Eighty Two and thinking it was cool yeah. and like that was the era where punk was kind of you know making a mainstream. But for those kids, those thing. kids, younger siblings. Blink-182 was a cool punk band their older brother used to listen to. Yeah. Their older brother was lame. I know. Exactly. But they, but they don't know that, right? Because they're like, Blink-182 is famous. So like, oh, my brother listened to this cool punk stuff before it was cool, you know? Like, oh, right. So I don't know. But I, I always felt like Blink-182 was that band kind of that, you know, the punk kids always, you know, let's make fun of this band because they're, they're too popular to be Because they're selling lots of records. Because <laughs> they're selling lots of records and therefore they can't be good. Yeah. I don't know. They also made really dumb songs. Well, oh, they did. They definitely did make dumb songs. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not something that I really enjoyed, but I always just felt like it was it was a good scapegoat to beat on. I don't think they were ever on one of those yeah. punk labels, though. I think they were... Well, they were, yeah, they were on like Nitro or something for their first album or one of those labels, you know, for their first... When they got famous, they were all major label stuff, so... Anyway, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be talking about Epitaph being crappy, but it seems like it is. Because even Hellcat, which is a subsidiary that was really good, is now crappy, so... Makes me think the parent company's probably lame too. Right. Probably. But anyway, you wanted to play something by the coup. Yeah, so I uh, I'm gonna play a song uh, by the coup called Me and Jesus the Pimp. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Hi Hillary. Hi Hillary. Oh it's not Okay. Our friends here. So <laughs> okay, anyway, do you wanna start? No, you can be talking. Whatever. Keep going. You can edit it, right? Yeah, I can edit it. I'm not going to, though. Oh. oh okay. Um, <laughs> the coup. Me and Jesus the Pimp. Yeah, so uh, this is like one of the first coup songs I heard. And uh, the song is uh, is about um, uh, Boots Riley, the, the guy, the, the head rapper or whatever in, in the coup, plays a character whose, whose mom was a prostitute. And uh, his her pimp was a guy named Jesus, Jesus the pimp, and um, he ends up killing, killing her over I don't know over some pimp shit, and um, Jesus ends up killing yeah, his mom, G- yeah Jesus ends up killing his mom and then so uh, he ends up raising uh, the character that Boots Riley is playing yeah and um, and then Jesus the pimp goes to jail on an unrelated matter and. Uh, the song starts with uh, Boots Riley going to pick up Jesus the Pimp from jail because yeah. he's being let out. And uh, I won't give away the ending. But uh, I think it's just like a whole metaphor for um, like society kind of uh, degrading women and putting women down. And uh, how our male males in this society are kind of raised by that uh, mentality that women aren't really worth shit. So this isn't intended to be, like, autobiographical, right? It's like a No, because the coup are, like, really, like, vocally and adamantly Marxist. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, yeah. their group, their songs are really political and, and usually have have a meaning. Yeah. So, um... Well, yeah. that's, their, I guess, they're best known mm-hmm. for that album cover that didn't come out, right? Yeah. I mean, outside of people who listen to that kind of... Yeah. I and mean, that's how I'd first heard of them. I mean, I've heard them other than this, but... 
And even their album names, like uh, their first album's called Kill My Landlord, the second one's Genocide and Juice, and then the third one's Steal This Album. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about that on a different show. Yeah, I think we did too. And then it was like, oh, Sister Down has that too, and then you were like, cool, obviously did it first. Yeah, which is... Probably, I'm sure it's true, yeah. 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 Um, so, I don't know, let's... So, one thing I... Because I haven't heard a lot of their stuff, I've heard mm-hmm. like a few songs here and there, it always seems like Butch Riley's the only one rapping. Yeah. What, it, there's a girl in the group too, right? What does she do? I think she like raps she rap and sings. And she sings. Like, oh, she yeah, sings. She does, there's definitely like some vocal tracks I've heard. But yeah, with her singing. Yeah. I haven't heard enough. So, but let's. Uh, let's uh, she doesn't sing on this though, does she? Um. Well, there, there, there is there is some yeah. singing in yeah. it, so I assume it's done by her. Okay. Um, I should just pull up her name because it's kind of rude yeah. to not know her name. Wasn't it like Pam? Pa- Pam the Functress. Yeah. yeah. Pam the Functress. Okay. Well, let's check it out, and then we'll. Uh, and then we'll talk about it more. All right. Cool. What I replied, denied, but it makes some weed and hot. He said it was nine, and down like he agreed a lot. Boy, said we need a plot. I could plot, let's lead a spot. Hopped in the Granada, he's impressed by the beat. I got his name in Jesus, but his pimp name is Jesus. Slapped a hold of pieces with his glass and prosthesis. Nigga, don't you know that I'm your daddy? Said he, this is true. Plus, he schooled me for my Mac and degree. Never flee, try not to flee. Make niggas pee when you stick around. This man my mama had found, taught me to put it down. I press the gas to the ground to show that I'm a hound. Make sure they gear up the sound that's heard throughout the town. 30 years ago, Jesus could pull a hoe quick, but now he 50 and his belly hang lower than his dick. Philosophy that he spit stuck in my memory chip. And now we putting in a disc of Gladys Knight in the pit. And then that shit starts to skip. He said somebody must have scratched it. Put the 40 to his lips and put the contents down the hatchet. Clunked the foley on the floor and place his palm on the dash. And wheeze out, come on, man, make this motherfucker mash. Ain't gonna mash too fast, cause my tags ain't right. Me and Jesus, the pimp. 79 Granada last night. Drop your jaw, sparkling light sequins on the transvestite at Mardi Gras. There's beauty in the cracks of the cement. When I was five, I hopped over them wherever we went to prevent whatever it was that could break my mama's back. Little did I know that it would roll up in a Cadillac. And matter of fact, she couldn't see him like a cataract. And on the track, she went from beautiful to battle And back at home, she would cry into her pillow, vomit in the commode. I was six years old. I would crawl onto her lap and we would hug and hold. Never knew how she was suffering from my food and clothes. She asked me what I thought of Jesus when he broke off some bread. I said he missing an arm and he seemed like a peepee head. She said, don't cut. And my teeth to go brush and get ready for bed and the toilet to flush. With tears in mama's eyes, I was her everything. Before she went out on the stroll, she tucked me into bed and sing. Early in the morning when the sun starts to creep When the birds start to chirp and crack heads go to sleep Moms was coming in, I heard her keys go clink Wearing nothing but pumps, bikini and fake mink Even though she served for $50 a pop Hardly had enough for rent after Jesus' 
cop. That day the landlady got a rip before we got his knot. Slam mama's head against the front boat lock. Then the pimple one arm done horn. Reach back and plow into her head like a farm. Never saw the act locked in the back, I was cussing. Heard the black blap between the head, crack percussion. And body blows, her body falls from bolos to the spine. I was hysterically crying. All she could do was whine. She didn't even have the strength to say, I love you, boo. But I said it to her, and she knew that I knew. She was dead by the time the ambulance got on the case. But I never will forget the plastic hands stuck in her face. Stop at the intersection to ask Jesus about directions. Go to Frisco, I got very friendly vocal inflections. Mama left at MacArthur to continue in flight. Me and Jesus, the pimp in the 79 Granada last night. Pissing on the world, or that old man who was snoring rolled on over an earl. My temperature gauge, red, cold, and blister. Spinning wheels, made a piece of asphalt history. This was Jesus' debut out the penitentiary. Fifteen years, but it seemed like a century. See, he went in the pen for some other murder drama. Twelve years old, I wrote him quote, I wanna be a pimp comic. You accidentally killed my mom's no player Haitian points. We know how bitches act shit. Exclamation point. At first it was a set of moves, then it was the truth. His letters were the only friend that I had as a youth. But his lopsided games, he was really counterfeit So my little son Dominic thinks that I'm a dick Cause I was running around like a little baby Jesus To me women had to be saints, hoes, and skeezers And I don't think that it's gonna end till we make revolution But who gon' make this shit if we worship prostitution? Ain't no women finna die for the same old conclusion Put their life on the line so some other pimp can use them Pulled into a vacant lot, the road to recovery Pulled out my pistol as we brushed against the shrubbery Jesus said, why the hell you pointing the gap? So I pulled a piece of game I could use out the hat I said, this trip is over, we ain't finna ride on This is for my mental and my mama that I cried on Microsoft motherfuckers let bygones be bygones But since I'm Macintosh, I'ma double-click your icon He struggled for life, then gave up the fight Me and Jesus the pimp in the 79 Granada last night So that was uh, me and Jesus the pimp Um... From uh, the coup, from the coup's album, steal this album. And uh, do you hear the group that guy has with uh, Tom Morello? No, it's not very good. Probably not. Street Sweeper Social Club or something? Like Boots Riley? Yeah. Oh, huh. They put an album together. That kind of makes sense because they're they're even the politics seem like they would go well together. Right? But also, like the coup is going in that direction where they, they're. They're like they play with like a live band, and I think oh, their cool. last album was recorded with a live band. And it's like I saw them in Winnipeg get the Pyramid, and uh, you know they kind of they're kind of almost like a a funk rock. Oh yeah, well, you saw them with the band. Starting to... Yeah, yeah, cool. It was amazing. It was such I a bet, yeah. it was such a great show. I know a lot of people who didn't like the show though because it was you know not what they traditionally think of when they think of the coup. Yeah. Um, but I I thought the show was awesome. But I don't necessarily like their new their new albums that are recorded like that. Okay. But it works in a live setting? Yeah, in my opinion. But I mean, at the same time, some people... I've heard some people say their new albums are good, so it's just, you know, it's just a matter of opinion. Yeah. Different yeah. strokes for different folks. Some people prefer cupcakes. Right. Some people prefer to smash cupcakes with their fists. <laughs> some people like the top, some people like the bottom. Yeah. Some people just want to lick the icing off. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> People should yeah. be shot. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, that song obviously fits the theme though. Like traumatic. That's a pretty brutal song. It's yeah. really well told though. Like it's. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty like. Well, I mean, it right away. it's a long song too. It's yeah. like six or seven minutes. Well, there's not really a chorus either, which is cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I like that. It's just gives yeah. the story blah, you know. Yeah, and it, it keeps you. It keeps you engaged. At For sure. Point. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I mean, it, it seems like it would be hard to make this background music. You know what I mean? Like, if you were at least listening to the lyrics at all. Well, it's one of those things yeah. that grabs your attention, too, yeah. especially, like, when you got the video going with it, The, vi- too, the video, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, the video shows yeah. all this. Wow. Happening, yeah, so. <laughs> my, uh, w- one of my other favorite Koo songs is called uh, Fat Cat, Big a Fish, and it's it's such a cool song, because it's kind of like this. It's longer, and it's really this drawn-out story. Yeah. And it's about, uh, you know, again, Boots Riley playing a character who's, like, a small-time hustler, and he, like talks about getting free food from Burger King by hitting on the girl who works there okay. and then and then you know getting on the bus for free and then his buddy comes to him and is like we have or I have this idea where like I will dress up as waiters at this like high society function and then just pickpocket people yeah and so they do that and and when Boots Riley's character is you know at the function uh, mingling with these rich people he hears the mayor talking to a condo developer and and the condo developers telling the mayor that if they can like if they raise the rent in these projects then people will have no uh choice but to resort to crime and then when they resort to crime that'll be reflected in the media and that will give the mayor the like okay to shut down the project so the condo developer can move in there and build these build these condos and the whole point of the song is like you know you're the little time hustler you have no fucking deal what's even going yeah. on like is this a movie like <laughs> yeah right it's really really cinematic yeah. and, it, and it's this too this song well yeah, that, that was it, what I noticed with the video here was it was like a really in depth like yeah it's uh, not just like here's a simple story it's like there's yeah. lots of levels and that's, to it like, yeah, and that's, yeah and that's what Koo's good for cause like like I said like I think maybe I'm wrong but I think that song's kind of like a metaphor for like you know how society in, a, in general deg- uh, yeah. degrades Women. Women. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, like the, I, I agree with you. I think Koo's, like, the Koo song are, like, so, like, enjoyable on, on different yeah. levels. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the beat is good, too. So if you just want to listen to something, you know. Yeah. Well, but then it's just a loop in there, though. Wow. Ah, yeah. I kept thinking, but it was, like, it was cool. It was good. It's like, funky. Yeah. Yeah. I'd uh, like to, did they play it like that with a live, did that song with live band, or? You know what? I don't remember. It was, yeah, it was a few years ago. Yeah. It was, like, at yeah. least five years ago. Yeah. That was good, though. Really, really good. Um, I kind of want to check out that one about the. Corner developer thing. Okay. Yeah, that's, what's the song called? Um, uh, fat cat, cat, fat cat, bigger fish. Sounds, sounds interesting. Yeah. Cool. That was awesome. Good, good selection. Thanks, bro. Oh. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um. All right. So am I moving on to one of mine then? Or? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. So I was going to start disappoint out with. Us, Steve. Oh, oh, I <laughs> intend to disappoint you. Uh, I'm going to start out with uh, a December song. Uh, called Oh Valencia. It's off the Crane Wife, which is. Uh, in 2006 was voted by NPR listeners as the best album of the year. Ooh, NPR. NPR! Ooh! Highbrow. We've hit the highbrow. Get out of here with your, <laughs> with your fancy coffee. Yeah, with your fancy acronyms <laughs> yeah. and such. Uh, um, what's, the, what's the song yeah, about? So anyways, it's, it's called Oh Valencia, and it's the, the band has a habit of like drawing on uh, folklore and uh, history and literature and stuff, and they're singing, so they come off as really pretentious most of the time which they kind of are um but the crane wife was one of those albums that somehow i don't know how just really grabbed my attention and stuff and this song's kind of got this like star-crossed lovers thing i always kind of 
start thinking about almost Romeo and Juliet when I'm listening to it. Um, but it's not. It's just kind of rival gangs going in and, uh, you know. So it's more one... like, uh, it's, it's more like um, West Side Story. It, it's closer to a West Side Story thing. You've got like, uh, <laughs> you've got a, you know, uh, leader of one gang's daughter and the, and the other guy fall in love. That's and, a story yeah. as, as, as timeless as time. As Mormons. timeless as time. It goes on and on. So, Mormons. yeah. Mormons. That's what Mormons at the door. Mormons at the door. More Mormons at the door. Oh said, can I goodness. share an encouraging thought of the Bible? I told him not to come back. You should have got him on the microphone. That's a good point. <laughs> but I think if I think if their voice gets recorded, then they are eternally damned. Yeah, I think so something, awesome. something melts. <laughs> that would have been pretty traumatic. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I would have liked to see no, that. I was relatively polite, but you know, uh, I said I'm not interested. Please don't. Fair enough. Come back. Fair enough. They, they weren't really pushy. You kind of got rid of them quickly. Yeah, normally oh, they're recording it's... their radio show. What am I supposed to do? Well, I'm saying though, like they didn't really do a good job. They, they didn't like, give you a hard no, sell. Do you know? Yeah. yeah, no, they didn't. Usually, they're like trying to bust their leg, trying to get like keep yeah, the door yeah. open and prop it up. It's like, it's hey, you think they would give you, you know, like I mean, that's not a very effective sales pitch. Well, I, mean, I said no. Is. I said no before he even <laughs> said anything. Oh, yeah. Like he had the Bible, right, or whatever, the Book of Mormon in his hand, and he's like, Cut. no. <laughs> so. Okay, so Steve was talking yeah. about how Sorry, the, song, yeah. the song he's going to play is like the West Side Story. Kind of like the right, West Side Story. It's one of those tales as old as time. Things Rob's saying. It's just a. Yeah, one of those things. Uh, people die. Yeah. The there were a couple of videos for it. One so they, was, they, uh, they really didn't try too hard to come up with an original idea for. No, not really. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple couple they videos were really for into this, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Uh, they were really into Shakespeare at the time, just you know, <laughs> reading poetry and. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, a couple of videos. The, the second one that they came up with later has a whole bunch of like rival like gang factions coming in, hired oh, hitmen wow. and stuff, and. People getting strangled with piano wire and cross execution stuff. Um, that sounds pretty crazy. Like, I mean, I listened to this part of the but song. Was, but is it all really musical? Like they're dancing while they do it? Um, no, that would be that would be ridiculous. No, it's it's almost like the it's almost like a film setup. There's a lot more talking at the beginning and end. Uh, I mean, so I'm not going to play the whole music video because that would be that's ridiculous. One, that's one thing I never never really got into is those videos that like are so cinematic and then they stop and have like. Actors in the talking. Yep. Yeah, I never actually watch watched the video shit. for this until like a couple weeks ago. I actually watched the um, video. I've only heard it on the CD before. Do you? I was just I, like, this is weird. Do you listen to these guys a lot? Like, are you? Like, I, there was a while back that I did, like maybe five or six years ago. I was listening, or not five or six years ago. Oh, yeah, that would have been around when it came out. Because so I don't when know. It came out, I was listening to it a lot. I feel like I've read a lot of reviews of their albums, and they are highly acclaimed, but I've never actually heard them. You know, this is the only one of their albums I've been able to stand, to be honest. I listened to the rest of them, and about halfway through, I just shut it off, and I'm like, this is way too pretentious. i got to be honest. But somehow I, this one settled with me. I, uh, I listened to this song, because you told me you were going to be playing it, yeah. and did you listen to this? I didn't. I, I couldn't I couldn't get through it. I, I, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's, like, thematically or whatever, it's cool, but... The guy's voice just it just grated on me. Like, and, uh, it <laughs> yeah. was it was the way he pronounced certain endings of words. It really sounded like uh, like an affectation almost. Like it was like he was trying to do something to his voice. Maybe it's just I how think he sings, so. But it sounded like uh, it was well, like a. That's very, just it. I mean, like uh, like I said, this album somehow sat with me, and that could have just been where I was at the time when I was listening to it a lot. Which is where. It um, which sat well with me then, but like I said, any of their other albums I've listened to, I've thought that same kind of thing, where this this guy sounds really pretentious. Well, let's listen to it, off. and then we'll see what that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Alright. Cool. So it's uh, Decemberists of Valencia? Yeah. You belong to the gang And you say you can't break away But I'm here with my hand 
He does. He definitely, definitely does. He's, I'm uh, never gonna listen to that song again. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna pass by on the podcast. Well, I'm gonna podcast. have to listen to it when I'm editing the show together. Right. So. That's, that's the whole reason I actually picked it because I was just like, just Sam is things. gonna sit here shaking <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so whatever. I mean, it was all right. It just the guy's voice just—it's one of those things that like. Um, uh, there's a few singers like that, but they just instantly. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to you. Like it's just—it's just a real big put off kind of. Oh, for sure. And I think that's been the big thing on me not listening to any of the other albums. Really, is, like I, I listen to a couple songs, and I'm just yeah. like I can't follow it, and I don't know how that one. But these guys are really resonated. like. They're really acclaimed. Like, they're, they're critically just, yeah. acclaimed yeah. and very very well known. But don't don't you don't you think they like for the most part. Critics have no idea about anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is, that may be true. I think we'll say that this, the Decemberists don't deserve it. <laughs> but it's like, how many, how many, how many bands? How many of your favorite bands are critically acclaimed? A lot of them. But like, if you take someone like the Mars Volta, like the Mar- I think the Mars Volta is critically acclaimed, sort of. I guess, but yeah, that's they're you... very dividing. They're very yeah, polarizing. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's true. They Whereas this is one of the things that critics seem to just, for whatever reason, just gobble up. Well, and... I think the problem with critics in general, and having done it before, is that like you're basing everything on it. It's just it's all your own opinion, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like for me, listening to that, I don't like it. The album could have brilliant lyrics or whatever, and I can listen to the first 10 minutes and be like, I hate the guy's voice, I don't care. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I still listen to the whole thing in a couple times to do a, you know, a reasonably good review about it. But I would be so put off that like I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not really my style of thing I'm into either. But then say a new Bad Brains album comes out, I'm gonna be already pumped on the fact that it's a Bad Brains album, and that's probably gonna raise my review even if it's a bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. You can't. I mean, well, what matters? Yes, so for something to be critically acclaimed, like how, how does that happen? How does it become like? What happens to the right people? Like it? Yeah. Right. And it, it, like I mean, for example, in Winnipeg, you know, you get to somebody really well known who really. You know, well, not even. I mean, right, I mean what is it? Is Bartley Kibbe still reviewing? No, he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, uh, 
I think that yeah, the I, thing is though, like it's not in Winnipeg. It's like you get one of these, especially with these online magazines. Now it's not like Pitchfork, right? Yeah. If they say something is good, well, then, then everybody all these other little good. smaller blogs are going to say it's good because they like you know. Right. And then that grows grows from there, and someone will be like, "Oh, this blog that I read said it was good," and then look it up again. And, oh, hey, Pitchfork likes it too. But that blog likes it because Pitchfork liked it, and blah blah blah. It's right. one of those things that if if the right person likes it, then you're going to go a long way. And if the right five people like it, then who are writing in these five blogs or magazines that go to this many people? I mean, I read about something, and I, I have a subscription to Rolling Stone, right? Yeah. I'd say out of the review section, I probably listen to maybe, there's, there's very often I'll get the magazine, I won't have heard a single album that's this reviewed in there. And, yeah. But I've, I've read about them, right? So if I see it, um, I'm in a store and I see such and such album, oh, hey, I heard that was good based on the one review I've read of it, because that's what pops to mind. It's like, oh, this, yeah, I read about this. This, that was good, you know? So, and that's something like that. It's so widespread. People are going to read it, and you, you assume that they have good uh, good opinions good, because they're yeah. writing for, like, you know, the, the magazine of record for rock albums or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so. But at the same time, it can come down to something very personal, too. And like, oh, definitely. That it, I don't like this style of song. Well, like what you're saying about Pitchfork and the Mars Volta, they reviewed, the reason I hate Pitchfork and will never take them seriously is because they reviewed Francis the Mute, which is my favorite album by the Mars Volta, and they gave it, like, zero star like it was the worst review they've ever given anything and i was like how how can this this is the best album like this is better than everything this guy has ever given five stars to or whatever this is like galaxies better right in my opinion mm -hmm. so how can i take him seriously if he's saying this is a horrible record no one should listen so it's totally totally objective and, oh and i think that's part of the thing too that a lot of people Sorry, yeah it's not objective yeah thank you not not objective yeah, not at all the opposite of that, yeah. yeah i think it's uh one of those things you got to kind of if you're going to really start following any anyone who's really reviewing music you really need to kind of pick somebody who's going to uh have those same tastes as you because or pick someone who has the opposite taste as you so or the you opposite taste of you too. Love it, you know? yeah uh, but finding somebody whose whose opinion you can actually go on if you're going to be That's going with movie side. reviewers i've had movie reviewers like and i've read their reviews and like oh they hated this movie i will probably like it like, the reasons probably they hate it are all things that i do like about movies right so you know it can happen <laughs> yeah i never i never i've never never really been into reviews of anything like i don't i don't read reviews at all i, I try not to but it's a, it's a very do you read reviews your own stuff uh you know that's the only time i read reviews is when my my stuff is getting reviewed and then i also read every other review in the publication that i'm reviewed in just right. to compare, compare? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah did you get any reviews and stuff in europe like did you read do you get any like coverage in magazines or anything other or no nothing thanks like, for bringing that up no i just think in the <laughs> Like no, uptown no, no. level, you know, like something like that. No, like, yeah. well, I mean, maybe, but no interviews or nothing like that, though, right? Like, no, no interviews. I mean, it's it was the whole the whole like uh, tour was booked by the, the label, and right. uh, they have like a booker, so they they might have got press, but it was also like I was um, the supporting act, right? To yeah, Zucchini, Zucchini Drive. drive yeah. So uh, Zucchini Drive probably got press. They do they do pretty well in that in that stuff. Are they so. European anyway, right? Or like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, speaking of them, I had not really heard a lot of their stuff, <clears throat> but I saw all the tour videos. They sound awesome. Yeah, like, like it really sounds not not what I expected. I think I saw one video that like Marathon of Dope had posted on Facebook or something once, and I didn't like it like, a couple years ago or whatever. Yeah, and then I saw those that now I kind of want to check out more of it. It was really cool. Yeah, they were, it was weird because like I I watched and enjoyed every one of their sets on tour. Yeah. Like usually when you're playing a bunch of shows with the same act, you kind of like go outside and like have because you've seen it, right? yeah, yeah. But like yeah. I watched every one of their sets and I, every one of them was good. It was yeah. Uh. Well, to me, like I mean, I know obviously I've heard your music a lot, but I hadn't heard those, but. To me, watching those videos, I think that if someone didn't know either of you and saw that, like, that would be enough to make them want to download, go look into it, I think. Right. Like, they, they worked well as, like, you know, because it was just, it wasn't like, here's a whole song from you, here's a whole song from them, and that's it. It was, like, little bits of songs in between other stuff, and it was, like, yeah. enough to kind of give you, it was, it was well done. Cool, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. But, we're not talking about that, are we? 
We're talking about uh, Ovalencia. Ovalencia, uh-huh. right? Uh, I think we're done with Ovalencia. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, I guess should I, I, I might as well go next in the rotation yeah. here. Is that, um, okay, so the next song I want to play is uh, it's by the special AKA. Uh, the specials, who everyone is familiar with, obviously, um, they broke up and got together a bunch of times and with different members, different groups. Like, they were together now with, you know, a certain number of the original members or whatever. And one of the, um, one of the versions was the, between the specials and the specials again, it was the special AKA. And, um, this song is called The Boiler and it's probably one of the most horrific songs. Have you heard it? No. I've, I've heard it I was talking times. to Steve about this before, about before we started this and, um, if I ever see like a two-tone, an album, a special single on two-tone records, I'm going to buy it because like, you know, usually that's a sign that something is amazing, right? I mean, the specials, you, you, you have that one record and stuff like and they, they, they're, they're, they're awesome, right? Yeah. You know it's going to be good. But um, uh, this song, I've seen it in stores a couple times, and I can't, I can't buy it. It's it's so brutal, and it's... Um, Why are you playing it? What? Why are you playing because it? Because it fits the theme so well. It, 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 it fits so the theme so incredibly well. Okay. And the other song I had, honestly, for the theme was by Hair Police, and it's 11 minutes of screaming and sax noises. But that would have been cooler. No, this is actually, like, it, should I play that instead? Well, I mean, why is this song so terrible? Well, you gotta hear it now. The song is um, basically, uh, it's Rhoda from the Body Snatchers um, singing lead vocals on it. And it's just a typical kind of, you know, early 80s specials groove going on. And the song is this story she's telling. It's not really even sung that much. It's more just she's t- kind of talking about this guy who picks her up and buys her clothes and then takes her out to the bar. And then, anyway, this whole story goes on for a while. And at the end of the song, he rapes her. And it's like, She's screaming for the last like minute of the song, oh. and it's horrific. That's heavy. It's, it's pretty, super pretty heavy, heavy song, and it charted in England though. Like this was a single on the radio. That's the that's the which really is like, weird thing totally about this to me. Like I would hate to be the DJ who has to play that every day. I can't. Maybe, was like an, maybe like rape was an epidemic in, at the time or something. I don't know. Like, maybe the topical. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's really. There was weird. a big news story about it at the same time. And apparently, was... yeah. Apparently, the body snatchers used to play this like. Her old man used to play this all the time um, at shows and stuff, but it didn't get released until she did with the specials. And, like, maybe I shouldn't play it. I don't know. I mean, Well, I, I think you have to now. You have to now. You've talked it up enough. I honestly don't even want to hear it. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, Jerry Dammers is, like, the. apparently he said, like, um, at the time it came out that, like, this is, um, this is something that should only be listened to once. Like, he didn't understand why people were buying the single. Like, even though it's his single and he's just kind of counterproductive <laughs> to making money, it's just, like, this is not something that, it should be, you know, like, why are you guys... Why are you repeatedly listening yeah, this, to this? It, but this it was, is going to do psychological damage to you. The point was, like, to make a statement, I guess. It, it hit number 35 on the charts, which is insane. Um, Does she... Uh, no, that's a bad joke. Yeah, probably is a bad joke. <laughs> but, yeah, apparently, anyway, for Jerry Dammers, it was about ideals, making a statement, not making money. So, it didn't get a firmer base for the band in two-tone records, but that wasn't the point. So, I mean, I love the specials. I, I kind of feel like we're playing the specials, and it's, like, the worst possible song to be playing by them. I know I'm pulling a John here. They're playing something I don't want to hear, but it really does fit the theme, and I I can't think of anything that's more appropriate to the theme. Like this is a pretty traumatic song, right? That yeah, I think you, I mean I think you have we'll, to we'll play listen it. to it. It's not, but I mean you know the warning. I'm gonna go to the washroom while you listen to it because I yeah, don't want to hear it's, it again. It's pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, so it's the boiler. It's uh, Rhoda Dakar from the Body Snatchers uh, as part of a special AKA with most of the members of the specials, and it came out as a single in '84. So here we go. I'm 
went out shopping last Saturday. I was getting some gear and this guy offered to pay. Who's the hunk? I think to myself. For so many years I've been left on the shelf. An old boiler. Then we went walking back down the high street and I felt really proud. He looked so neat. He's a real hard man, tough as they come. He said I was cool, but I still felt like an old boiler. He bid me come out. How could I say no? He said, meet me at eight, round at my place, you know, with my new gear on and a blow-dried hairdo. But in my mind, I knew I was still... Old boiler. We danced all night long to a nice steady beat, but my hair went to frizz in the terrible heat. My mascara ran and so did my tights, confirming in my sight I must be an old boiler. at this club, hot and sweaty, because we've been dancing all night, and he says to me, whoa babe, what you doing then? Well, I think I might get a cab, I said casually, ah oh, no, no, come back to my place, I only live just around the corner, you can go home in the morning, yeah? <laughs> well, I don't think so, I mean, I've only known you day, it's a bit soon, isn't it? Give me a ring sometime, yeah? But then he starts to get mad. Listen here, girl. I bought that gear you got on. I paid you in here tonight. I bought you all them drinks and you want to go home, I should be in cocoa. And then he stormed off. Well, I felt a right mug. Well, you would, wouldn't you? So I ran after him, caught him up. There we are, walking down the street about 100 mile per hour, arm in arm. No talking, atmosphere, you get a cup with a knife. There was no one about, nothing to take your mind off it, you know, no cars, not even the occasional stray animal. It was cold and winds whistling through the trees, and blowing newspapers against my legs, so I tripped as I tried to keep up with him. all these little alleyways and railway bridges and stink of piss and all of a sudden he grabbed hold of my arm and he starts to drag me up one of these alleyways and he starts to hit me really hard across the face you know he was hitting me grabbing at me it was awful because I was so big me wasn't tearing at my clothes. There was nothing I could do on his I was helpless. And, and then he tried to rape me. And there was nothing I could do on his I could do. 
So we've just been subjected to the boiler by the special AKA and the road up in the body snatchers. Um, super bleak. It's just like a brutal song. Um, it's really good though. The music it is, is really right, good. And like, like I mean, as, as a message song. As, and as even a, the way she tells the story, I thought yeah, was really yeah, it's, well it's, done. it's well done. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it, you know the real like what the keyboard player is saying. You don't want to listen to this more than once. Like it's yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's not something you want to go blast in your car when you drive down the street. You know, it's 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 bleak. Like it's really messed up. Yeah. But well, well done. Yeah. But I can't still the fact that it was a single is number thirty two on the charts. This, this is one of those weird anomalies, though. I mean, like I guess yeah. Like I was saying I can't imagine going for a Sunday drive. You know, you got the whole family in the car, and that comes, comes on. on the and, radio, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess the music part of it, like that's what people were into that kind of style at the time, right? And that was this was like big band stuff, but no. Anyway, traumatic, know. obviously. Traumatic, traumatic. For, yeah, for fair reasons. I don't know if there's much more to say about it. Um, yeah, it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not something I. I mean, I hadn't listened to that in a long time, and you know, because the first time I heard it, I was like, hey, cool, especially you know, I want to hear what this is. But then I'm just like, oh, that's this is what this is. So. um... Yeah, I, I pulled it out only because... I don't actually own the... I mean, this is one... Usually when I'm playing something, I, I usually own the copy of it somewhere. But this is something I, I don't really want to... Uh, own? I don't I don't need to own that, no. It's, uh, no. It's, it's interesting, I guess, as like a historical... The fact that something that is that dark got... Was so successful, but... Yeah. 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 So anyway, I don't think there's anything else to say about it. It's pretty brutal, but... Okay, so uh, since that we were talking about how that's kind of like a, a proto-English rap song. Yeah. Well, you were saying it sounds almost like the streets. Like they, well, cause she's using so much uh, like her natural accent. Slang, right? yeah. It's not... Yeah. Isn't it? In, yeah. It's, it's, it's not like she's doing... Um, a felt right mug. Yeah. Whoa, felt right mug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So I uh, have a song. Yeah. Uh, it's by R.A. The Rugged Man. Which really has nothing to do with England. No, but it has to do with rap, to do rap yeah. Sam. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> We're trying to make a segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, this song's called Uncommon Valor, and it uh, originally was on, I think it was originally on, like, a compilation put out by uh, Jedi Mindrex. Yeah, because when I looked it up, that's what the first thing that popped up. Yeah, and uh, so I'm not sure which version we're going to play on the radio, because there's two which versions. Which one do you want to play? Well, I'd like to play, because there's, the two versions are, there's one with Vinnie Paz, has a 16-bar verse at the beginning, and okay. Vinnie Paz is, is kind of the main rapper from Jedi Mind Tricks. Okay. And uh, then, I think, uh, Ari the Rugged Man's guest verse did so well on it. Am I close enough? Yeah, to you're fine, yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, we'll find out when we listen back to it, if you are, but you're probably right. Nothing yeah, I've been further from this mic, and it's been okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Ari the Rugged Man's verse was so, like, um, like became so popular like I, I remember when it like for a year or two after it came out like anytime i'd run into someone who was into underground rap it was like did you hear that already no, right, right. man verse and so i think he just put it out as his own song when he has his own vinnie video for him stuff yeah. yeah so he, he he just put it out without vinnie paz on it um uh, probably for I, maybe just for legal reasons i guess maybe he just wanted to re-release it and yeah maybe would have had to pay more money for vinnie paz i don't know um i personally think vinnie paz's verse is fucking dumb like yeah. Even when I heard the version with Vinnie Paz on it, I like skip past his verse. Like, I think, I mean, I don't want to like step on anybody's toes, but I think Vinnie Paz is one of those rappers who's really fucking dumb and like hard to listen to because of that. You know, like he's all into this conspiracy shit, but then he's just like really dumb about it. Oh, so it's not it's not so much like just simple as like sounding smart but failing, trying to sound smart. Yeah. But failing kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. There's something about like when you're t trying to 
like educate people, but you're still calling people fags. It's kind of like it doesn't really work so well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, like I like I prefer the version without uh, Vinny Paz on it. And okay. um, well, we can listen to that. That's cool. That's uh, yeah. I uh, is it about Vietnam? Yeah. So it's about Aria the Rugged Man plays someone who who goes to Vietnam and is at first stoked about it. He's like, yes, finally, like. I get out of my boring life and I can go fucking kill people. Yeah. And then uh, he gets taken uh, prisoner, prisoner of war, POW. Yeah. And uh, his, his life changes and it goes really downhill for him after that. And then uh, he survives the war and comes home and is just like a crippled vet. And uh, I guess like that's probably growing up, he's from New York. And I guess like living in New York, there's probably a lot of those you know, especially from his generation, he was born in seventy one. Right, so a lot of Lieutenant Dan types. Yeah, a lot of Lieutenant Dan's. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we could talk more about Ari the Rugged Man, uh, but let's play the song first. Okay, cool. Uncommon Valor, uh, R.A. the Rugged Man. Very good. R.A. the Rugged Man has, has been around for such a long time, and he's kind of one of those guys who, there's a lot of myth about him, 
Um, there's this one story that I heard about him, and I've heard different versions of the story, so it's hard to say uh, which one is true, but I'm pretty sure the story uh, is based in fact. And uh, uh, the story is that in the 90s, like in the early to mid-90s, he got signed to Jive. Yeah. And he was in the studio recording his album, and the version of the story I heard is that he was in the same studio, or like in the studio next to him was Mariah Carey, and Mariah Carey was recording her album, and Ari the Rugged Man, like when he was trying to do his stuff, he could just hear Mariah Carey, so he's getting like pissed off, so he was, apparently he was walking by the studio where Mariah Carey was, and, and I guess they had left for lunch or whatever, and Ari the Rugged Man... Uh, took a shit on the soundboard, (laughs) (laughs) and then like that was he kind of just like like blacklisted himself from the industry right there. Like he was never like ever. (laughs) And he obviously, I guess, he owned up to it or whatever too. Like it wasn't like just an anonymous. (laughs) Like like I said, this is a story I've heard through other people, but it's like it's on the internet, and I think it's like I've seen enough. Yeah, I've seen it mentioned enough to think that it's probably based in fact. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, like, and but he's it, always been underground, pretty much, right? Yeah, like he's always been underground, or... but he's always like, he's always been like really, like widely touted as as one of the best. Like, even there's like quotes of Notorious B.I.G. saying that Ari the Rugged Man is fucking really good. And, really, like, yeah, he was because he was he was there at the beginning of the '90s when like when it was all starting to yeah. kind of jump off. And uh, does he have a lot of albums though, or is he like? That's the thing. I don't think he does. Like, I think he's mostly like. I think most of his albums have come out in the 2000s, but he's just known for, okay. you know... Like, live stuff or whatever? And, and like, guest verses. Yeah. And, like, he was on the sound bombing, like, the raucous sound bombing okay. compilations yeah. and stuff. And, um... Yeah, and... He's interesting. I saw him... Um... I saw him in Toronto, and, uh... It's funny, because he, he's going out with this this female rapper from Edmonton. Okay. And this this rapper is from Edmonton. She's kind of. Like, have you ever been on Uggs Mag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to she used to go on like this this message board underground. It's called Underground Sound uh, Magazine, and uh, that's what Uggs Mag stands for. And she used to go on there, and she'd be like kind of taunting other rappers on there, and being like, because she's kind of like, she kind of like likes to think she's good looking, but she's kind of just like, you know, wears a lot of makeup right. and slutty clothes. And so, Ari the Rugged Man started dating her for some reason. The, so the story goes is that uh, Ari the Rugged Man was playing Edmonton, and she went up on stage, and he basically like molested her on stage in front of everybody. <laughs> wow! And then they started dating, and like, and and she—that's <laughs> that's something to tell the grandkids. And, about. and so she's she's like opening up for Ari the Rugged Man like all over the world, oh, yeah. and she always goes on Uggsmeg. Like Uggsmeg doesn't have a message board anymore. Now it's just like videos and news or whatever, okay. but. When there was a message board, like she would go on there and be like, "Look at me, guys! I'm I'm playing Germany tonight or whatever, and you guys are just home at Edmonton yeah. or whatever, being idiots." And like everyone else is like, like, you know, just kind of calling her out on how she sucks at rapping. Yeah. And the only reason she's there is for whatever reason. So when I saw him in Toronto, she opened for him, and he, she was like rapping her songs, and he just like comes up behind her and starts like grabbing her like chest and like 
<laughs> like basically molesting like her still? while she's while she's trying to rap her songs. Like it seemed really like kind of disrespectful to her. Like, like yeah. it, well, it seems like there that is just right there. Like the only reason you are here is because yeah. I, yeah. I want to come and be a perv on stage. And, yeah. and he's the headliner <laughs> the show. Or? Yeah, and the, and the show was so weird too because he was like he was just up there with his laptop. He would like, he actually was gonna, he started the beat for Uncommon Valor, and he's like, y'all wanna hear that, don't you? And everyone's like, yeah, he's like, fuck it, I'm not playing that. And he, just, <laughs> and he just like did another song. Oh wow. And then he, I think he did, he played for like 20 minutes. That was it? And he, most of it was just talking to the crowd, and, talk, and like talking about how the crowd's dumb and ugly. Wow. <laughs> um, that thing you were talking about, I, I was saying while we were listening to that, I had read uh, this Ego Trip book of rap lists, you know, you guys are, anyway, um. He's mentioned there a bunch of times, which is really all I know about him. I've heard the name and I've read stuff in here. Uh, you're talking about that Jive Records thing. I think this is what it's talking about. He had an album that didn't come out. It was his first LP under the name Crustified Dibs. This <laughs> is an amazing <laughs> alias. And the album was called Night of the Bloody Apes, named after a Mexican horror movie. And um, uh, anyway, it says, uh, after R.A. was accused of behavioral misconduct by female employees as labeled Jive Records, he and Jive became entangled in a legal stalemate that obliterated any chance of the LP ever seeing daylight. So yeah. I don't know if that's the thing with the yes. Mariah Carey. Sounds Probably. like it. Yeah. And, and he, apparently Biggie was on it and stuff. And like, oh, wow. Yeah, like all kinds of stuff. He's, um, he's, he's kind of a film nut now. Like, he has this thing on uh, on the internet where he talks, he does, like, these little short uh, videos about talking about movies and stuff. Oh, yeah? and, and the first already the Rugged Man song I ever heard was called Stanley Kubrick. And it, well, Uncommon Valor is a movie, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, like, yeah. Yeah, he's lots of movie references. It's cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, that was good. I saw another one of these things that comes up on the show, like that you and John or whoever is the guest is play too. They're like, "Oh, hey, I've heard about that. It's it's, it's good." Yeah, it's cool. Cool. So if you, you like that song? Yeah. You listened to it before? Yeah. Well, I listened to it when you told me you were playing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the only time I listened to it. Too, Why are you some surprised? No, I was just asking. No, I did like it. Yeah. That was good. Good. I'm glad. Good. Oh yeah. Enjoyable. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Or? Yeah, what do you get? You got. Um, okay. Are you. This is closing out the show, right? Yeah, I guess this is the last yeah, one. Yeah, um, after we. Uh, usually, what we do is before we end the show, um, because we don't we don't talk about songs, the last song kind of closes out the show. Okay. But because you're a musical guest here, uh, Steve's going to play a song at the end of the show after this song. He's going to play his selection and then he's going to play something live. So I don't know if you want to maybe intro the live thing um, now, just so we know what it's going to be and so people can get, you know, all excited about hearing. Uh, hey! Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I just, uh, I, I wrote a song on Thursday called The Southern Manitoba Blues. Um, I didn't really have too many traumatic things in the playlist. I was going to play another song, but I didn't really feel it uh, stood out at all. And then this just kind of came to me one day about, uh, you know. So this is written. Just some of the hardy hardiness that uh, Manitobans kind of face. And I think Rob's probably thinking the exact same thing sometimes. When, now that he's back in, in Winnipeg right now, like, come back and it's not that bad cold. right now. No, the weather's actually been pretty good for him. But. It's not the weather that's depressing. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's everything else. Although, I mean... Like, I don't know. I li- you're back, you came back, though, right? Because I had to. You always come back, though. Like, this is the thing. Like, people who are in Winnipeg are here because they want to be here. Whether they yeah. want to admit it or not, no one wants to admit it. They well, that's the thing. I, I mean, wanna, like, I've spent... I Winnipeg sucks, blah, 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 but we're all still here. We could all leave. Any any one of us... Well, I mean, leave. I did leave for a long period of time, and back, I still right? came back, like, three years later. I was living on the equator. People come back. You do. the greatest city in the world. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh <laughs> Take that even Toronto. The Jets came back. <laughs> even the Jets came back. Exactly. I just loved it that much. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna play the song about Manitoba yeah, after this one. But wait, you're right now you're gonna play Right now I'm gonna do uh 
Uh, will the circle be unbroken? Which by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. By and by, Lord. By and by, Lord. By and by. This is one of those songs that like, everybody seems to know the chorus, but then you actually start talking about it, and people are like. I, I had no clue that that song was about that guy's dead mom and I honestly like, thought it was something watching like, her and going to the funeral and everything else. And it's like I thought it was like yeehaw family time. Let's get like, cold hands and well, that's just it. Is a lot of these old like yeehaw family time songs are actually <laughs> really yeehaw, really depressing. Yeehaw, like I mean, like I was with my grandpa last night and he was playing "You Are My Sunshine." And I was singing along and my girlfriend's like, oh, "I know this, yeah, happy children's song." And I started singing the verses and she's like, uh, "That's." A little dark, yeah. <laughs> a little strange. Yeah. Didn't realize it went that way, and yeah. and I think that's that's the case with a lot of these songs. Is like everybody knows the chorus, and they think, oh yeah, it's a happy song. Oh well, the circle be unbroken. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna change things, but then it's also like, oh yeah, this is about something entirely different. Anyways, um, it's about the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, which everybody knows for like for this song. Well, no, they know for fishing in the dark, which is terrible. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, that's one of the later incarnations of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and they've had almost as many member changes as the Brat Attack, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, like, <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, this, well, this, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah, um, this album was like they they brought in a whole bunch of really uh, famous country musicians and bluegrass like musicians. Cash on and stuff. No, there wasn't Johnny Cash, but you've he was got on like the uh, one. they made like, there was there was some kind of uh, thing I've seen. Uh, he, he was on one of the later ones, I think. Yeah. But uh, the first the, the first will the circle be unbroken? You've got like uh, Merle Travis and Earl Scruggs and yeah. like really uh, like thirties forties kind of really well known. Well, how bluegrass old is the song? Will the circle be unbroken? Like that's no, how old is like this version? This version it's from like the seventies, I think. Okay, so these guys are all old at the time. Uh, yeah, all these guys were older and famous from previous decades, and then you've got these younger hippie cowboy guys with long hair trying to like bring these guys together with them for this. And like every song on this is like, it's very true to like a Witch Police recording that I've done type thing. <laughs> Everything is recorded in one to two takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it's they cool, have, but... they also had a tape that was rolling the entire week that they were recording this triple yeah. album. So like a lot of it too is just clips of like the musicians talking so like you've got uh doc walker uh sorry the doc walker doc watson doc watson i think, I think doc, walker uh, is like a local doc walker yeah. is uh yeah newer and doc watson though uh meeting merle travis for the first time and talking about how he named his son after him and okay. things like that and it's just um, like the one thing i wanted to ask you about this was this is on that country funk Oh no, this isn't on country funk. That's just, just the case. Country... I, I just oh, okay. brought the country yeah. funk case. Never mind. In. <laughs> That's, uh, I was wondering how it would fit in with that. Yeah, uh, no, it has nothing to do with country okay. funk. Um, no, this is just a. Uh, well, I needed a, a case to throw the CD in okay. on my way over. All right, all right. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think I went through all the stuff I was planning on talking about before there. So, that's so. Will the circle be unbroken? Nitty gritty dirt band with a bunch of extra guys. With a bunch of extra people, yeah. Okay, and this is gonna. And then after the show, Steve's gonna sing. Uh, some blues, and uh, if you want to listen to this, well, you're listening to it now, so you obviously found it, but you can get the archives on uh, www.witchpolice.com, because we're pros now. We no more blogspot.ca. This still works. If you still Not go there, there okay. it still works, but it'll just redirect to you.com, and you can uh, download the past 14 episodes and this one. You can stream them. You can download lots of music by everybody here. Uh, Steve has, uh, might not be new by the time you hear this, but there was a live recording of a set he did uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it was last weekend. 
Well, people hear this. <laughs> okay. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a relatively new live recording of Steve's stuff, and like you know, uh, Rob's tour diaries are on there, tour video journal, whatever you call them, and like you know, I mean, I guess I do other stuff that doesn't get on there, but um, I do everything else on it, so I'm somehow involved. But yeah, witchpolice.com somehow. somehow, and check that out, and then we'll listen to this, and then Steve will perform for us. And if you want to hear Steve's performance outside of the context of the radio show, there's a new page on Witch Police called live exclusives and we have um video and individual mp3 downloads of all of the guests we've had on here performing live so we have jde from uh, ultra mega we have tim haverluck we have uh ryan sanders doing some weird spoken word thing and then we'll have steve on here as well so check it out which police nitty gritty dirt band will the circle be in Brooklyn?
back home, Lord. My home was lonesome. Miss my mother, she was gone. All my brothers, sisters crying. What a home so sad and So uh, I wrote this song on Thursday, so that was like three days ago. Because um, nobody's harder up than Manitobans. So I've realized this, being away and not having to put up with winters and mosquitoes and all that. So this is called Blow Down Manitoba Blues. Well, step outside, it's 25 below, and that's all over. There's a Colorado low, got the low Oh, <laughs> 
just fell over. Cool. Yeah. All right.